When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on D&D&D. TLDR, eight gods and goddesses created the fae world and the shadow world. But then some on accident, a third realm popped up. And that's where we're from. We're a fucking accident. Oh yeah, that makes sense. sense. (laughs) I don't want to be world three. I know, being world three is bullshit. This is a lot of bullshit. Let's fucking kill the gods. They're assholes. Join me in my dark place. All three realms were kind of bumped together. And at the points where they overlapped, the convergence points were created. The gods enlisted the help of eight great dragons to guard these convergence points. But when the second convergence happened, the gods made a request of the original Lord Earthadar. The beacons are all parts of one convergence point. Yes. And that are the ones that this family is supposed to guard. Correct. And they're currently unguarded. Yes. Hank! These dragons agreed to give gifts to help, and we believe one of these gifts has caused our ghost problem. The alchemical formula that will protect you from the volcano's heat is thus... One vile blood of a dying tabaxi. The only way to get blood from a dying tabaxi is someone who has one life left. Uh, You know, dark times, everyone's a little bummed out. We have a big sports tournament, and the sports are very high risk. And so everyone has to sign a waiver. We can't feel bad. They signed up for it, and they got to die playing a fun uh, sports. You guys are now watching a chariot race. The dust clears, and you see the red competitor on the ground, very shallow breathing, all bruised up. Hey, what life are you on? This was it. Do you think you're dying? I hope not. Can you heal me? Well, okay, so he is dying right now, take right? Take the blood, take yes. the blood. He wants us to heal him, but he just lost me a lot of money, so... Welcome to D&D&D, the Junior Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Gressel. With me today are the fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hello, everybody. So, we are still distancing, and I am not cooking for anybody, which is sad. But we are donating the money that we'd normally spend on food to charity, which is happy. So, uh, this Mm. charity comes to us from Star. We got an email, possible charity, from Star, who suggested the classic St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Thanks, Star. Classic. They do amazing work, of course, uh, and we will be donating the cost of what I would have spent today on today's meal to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and it would have been a good one. Today, we are getting down to the end of- Make us miss it. What are we missing out on? Oh, you're you're gonna. Oh, no. (laughs) Today would have been- I would have somehow tried to- put together a my version of a kaiseki 
which is a multi-course meal involving high-end uh, Japanese foods and oh. preparations. It's oh. um, like a the tradition comes from like royal banquets and things, um, oh. like very a very special occasion foods. Oh, that's so. Th- cool. This is from my favorite online resource for uh, Japanese food, Just One Cookbook. It says, far removed from the daily Japanese meal served at home, Kaiseki Roy is, is a luxurious meal served for special occasions. It is similar to like an omakase tasting menu in that it's a multi-course thing, but it's something that like when I was looking into food and stuff that was inspiring this arc, the idea of a Kaiseki was like, oh yeah, I want there to be like some sort of royal special banquet type thing. And that's what I would have made. Mike looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Gressel. I'm sad. Because you know you're not going to make any of this shit for us. You could just be bullshitting. <laughs> you are never going to make this. I mean, I would have I would have made a like like don't look up Kai Seki and get super excited cuz I am not I don't do not have the knowledge base and I do not have the ability to You're not a Japanese master I'm chef. I'm not a Japanese <laughs> chef, obviously. <laughs> I would have made a version thereof inspired by um, the tradition of Kaiseki is something that's uh, very serious and very high end. And um, <laughs> our version is just like Caesar salad and pigs in a blanket. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I mean, like, yeah, like it would have been not, you know, beautifully laid out sashimi with, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. In our imaginations, it's as good as we want it to be. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. I would have tried to do a, a multi-course meal inspired by real Japanese kaiseki. So, but alas, another day, one day, I will do that for you. But today is not that day. We are going to pick up where we left off. A kind of a kind of a cliffhanger, I suppose. Um, you guys learned a bunch of new knowledge from going to the university, as one does. <laughs> and then you were presented with a unique problem where you, in order to protect yourself from the heat of the volcano, you needed a potion, and the potion required the blood of a dying tabaxi, uh, which presented you with an interesting ethical issue you solved, or Zabas solved, <laughs> by suggesting a death race. <laughs> death race. Or no, it's, it's a possible death ra- They signed waivers. It's like when you go to the uh, trampoline park. Yeah, sign the waiver. I wouldn't call that a death park. It's just if you get (laughs) fucked up, that's your fault. And you can't sue me. Fair. The competitor whom Flack bet on had an unfortunate accident. Yep. And that is where pretty much where we are going to pick back up. So after the uh, dust settles on the death race. Nice sentence. I like that. Margarine's racer, the green racer, came out on top. So Fletch owes Margarine for the bet that they made. And the green racer is awarded the stone, the chip of stone from the wild magic source on the child island. There is a small uh, award ceremony, but you guys uh, don't really get to revel in it with the rest of the tabaxi who are taking a uh, break from the torment at the hands of the ghost by... uh, seeking refuge in this uh, the university arena that is protected by the ghost-repelling smoke that they are burning. I'm imagining like a crowd like cheering and like the people up on the, the dais like receiving their awards while we're over like in the corner like collecting blood out of this time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically like you're hurrying away as our 
uh, Mika, Billy, Jen, and Nozo, and you are rushed back to the library laboratory that you were first meeting in. Jen closes the door, locks it, and turns back to you guys, looking at Flack holding a vial of the blood, and says, well, that was certainly one way to do it. Uh, those injuries looked pretty bad, so at least it seems like we didn't have to actively kill every anyone, but... Everyone? Yeah, what? A anyone. Anyone. Uh, you, you said everyone. You did say everyone. I wasn't the only one who heard that. <laughs> yeah, that, that racer, he made a choice, and in a world without choices, how we go out is one freedom we have. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Guy just chose. He died doing what he loved. Sports deaths are very admirable. It's fine. The good thing is, is that hopefully that can lead to uh, liberating the rest of of our people. So, Nozo, take the blood and 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 make the potion for for the team here. Hey guys, don't we have uh, incense sticks that protect us from flames? Do we? I wonder if we'd even need to do that whole death race thing. Hmm. Could just huff that incense. Huh? I feel like flames. Because we're going to a volcano, right? Oh, or flames or lava, not La flames. I feel like lava start. You know, it's hey, no, so is lava flames? Is uh, yeah. <laughs> that I think it's more of the residual heat of the volcano that is is more of an oppressive. You know, like like being in an oven is different from being under a grill. Does that make sense? Oh, like the broiler setting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a dry heat, not a wet heat. I have a question. It's a wet heat. Will this protective thing we're going to make, will it allow us to finally be able to sample and eat the delicious looking lava that comes out of volcanoes? Because I know, you know, everyone wants to. It looks like it tastes so good. It looks, looks like, melted like delicious. Caramel. Yeah, it looks like melted, tasty sugar. Oh, looks like a creme brulee. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? You've never... Are you serious? You've never watched videos of like lava coming out of a volcano and thought, oh my God, I would eat that. <laughs> never. Not one time. <laughs> oh. I mean, I oh. have. I, I, you I thought did. about eating lava? So yeah, because good. when am I ever going to be next to lava? Like, it's it's not like a thing. Like, I, I'd like to eat space, but I'm never going to be in space. You want to eat space? You can't eat space. Oh, yeah, space. Let's take a, space. Take a space space doesn't thing. look as delicious. Eat, no, eating space makes more sense to me than eating lava. I get what? it. <laughs> what? what? You're eating the, the absence. There's nothing to eat. Well, but it's yeah. not dangerous. Matter, but. <laughs> I don't know what's up there. Space won't burn your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, you take a spoon, know. take a scoop, and who knows what you're going to get. But lava, like, you <laughs> stick a spoon in there, and it's going to go away. And then you're going to eventually eat the spoon you because have it a melted. Spoon There's just a lot of... Exactly. So I'd rather eat space, guys. <laughs> well, now that that's settled. <laughs> in the interest of science, I, I'm not quite sure if this potion would protect you from eating the lava. But I... Uh, I'll find out. Nozo goes and makes the potion. And Jen says that there is one more piece that we need to outfit you guys with before you head up to the volcano and it is the most important thing that i believe we can give you before you set out on your journey and he goes over to a case that's sitting on a table and unlatches it and flips it open spoons <laughs> <laughs> it's the nice silverware yeah <laughs> for the lava lava spoons uh. <laughs> he flips open this case and there is a uh, light that's reflected up from whatever is within up onto his face. 
he reaches in and he pulls out a uh, wooden frame with handles on each side. Inside this frame are two panes of glass holding a shard of mirror within them. Ooh. Is that? Yes. This is the mirror shard, the artifact that we believe to have once belonged to Iluna and Ivicome, the source of their conflict. It was once housed with the Tortles and has now been returned to the university. The one thing that the company did do, I guess, is recover that from the Tortles. We have been studying it, trying to understand its relation to the curse that has plagued us all with these nine lives and subsequent undeath. We can't quite understand how it fits into the picture. No, it fits into a mirror. Yeah, what if, what, what, have you tried putting it back? Because <laughs> I feel like... That's our best guess. All these years, and you didn't just try to put it back. <laughs> <laughs> but the issue is that every time one of us has gone into the volcano, no one's ever returned. Mm. The, the, oh. the best thing that's happened is that... I think everyone kept eating lava, probably. <laughs> it's just so tempting. It just looks so good. <laughs> the heat's not the problem. <laughs> they had to stop giving spoons out. Guys, make sure we eat a full meal before we go in there so we're not hungry. <laughs> well, we've got enough acorns. That's true. <laughs> the most successful expedition that we ever had came back with that shard of, of potion recipe. Nothing really substantive, and we couldn't even translate that until Zavis came. Clearly, we need your help to get this solved. There's something about you guys that is special. There's something about you. The, the fact that you were able to talk to the storm <laughs> giant and go to the child island and access the portal there. There's something about you guys that connects you somehow to these convergence points. We need your help to get this. And, and this, is, this is our best chance. Is this shard, we don't know how you'll, you'll use it. We don't know if you'll be able to... To, to reforge the mirror, but here, take this, help us. Thank you. I am a little concerned here because earlier you shattered our worldview, and now here you are saying we're special. It feels like you're trying to pick us up when we're down. <laughs> and make us feel like special, and like, oh, you guys are special, and then we're just going to go die. It does kind of feel like we're in our own little YA novel here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Martrin takes the mirror shard. <laughs> Martrin, this object is probably about half your size. What? It's not. Yeah, it's tall. Oh, oh man. You're like three two, feet ish. Two and a half. Two yeah, and a half. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a good probably with the frame. It's a good 18 inches. The actual shard itself is probably okay. 12 from tip to tail. That's a big boy. It is sharp. Uh, it is angular. It isn't. It's. It wouldn't be safe to really handle if it were not in this frame. Looks very sharp. It's incredibly reflective. No matter where you angle it, it is somehow reflecting some light source. It's almost as if it finds the light sources to reflect. No matter which way you turn it, somewhere there is one of those bright spots that you can like annoy people with by moving your phone around. You know what I mean? The frame itself is very worn as you hold the handles. Um, it's very, very old wood. You can tell that it's the same wood that the Tortle Temple was built out of. Mm. It's a nice frame. And the glass looks very old. It's, it's clear, but it is clear that this is not like modern glass. The way that this glass was created was with some sort of older technique where it's not totally smooth. It's not without imperfections, but whatever is within this glass isn't in any way impeding the way that the mirror can reflect things. 
this is an ancient object, clearly. Looking at it, you can tell that this is very, very old. I really like that frame. Yeah, it's, it's well put together. Yeah. Yeah, good uh, filigree. Is there filigree? Ooh, nice. <laughs> Way to bring that back. Can I look in? Because, like, I have no idea. Like, I don't think I've looked in a mirror since all this shit's happened to my hair. And <laughs> can I take a look and, like, what's going on? Yeah, it's going to be a downward angle, though. And Marjorie holds up the mirror. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I look at his double chins all like over. Like when you see yourself in your phone. Yes, like yeah. Netflix, do you want to continue watching? <laughs> uh, yeah, Zabbis, you, your your hair is no longer snakes. It's been oh, thank God. most of a day since, since your hair was the tiny little snakes. Does that mean we have our spell slots back? Yes, all the spell slots. Your hair is growing back faster than normal all everybody who lost your hair your hair is growing back faster than normal except for juno with your hair was cut and it's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. growing as normal so now all of you have roughly the same like second grade boy haircut like that like (laughs) universal just just shorter than a bowl cut you know what i mean oh man that wasn't even a second grade boy haircut for me that was just my haircut (laughs) (laughs) yeah you have enough hair now where you could try to do something with it i guess but it is not, it's not snakes, it's not a buzz cut, it's not your normal length. You still have the black streak. You're, you don't look bad. I never look bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's great we're special enough to go on this mission, but I'm actually, like, you've got all the tools, uh, you, you've got all the clues, uh, Mr. Police, um, <laughs> but wait, help me out here. Abelor, I get it, an albino, but why why couldn't Ryleth go in? They can't go. Him being an albino has nothing to do with it. Oh. Why couldn't they do this? Do you guys not know? No. Not know what? Oh, don't do this to us. He's a he's a daywalker. A what? He's a vampire? He's part vampire. What? what? You guys didn't know this? No. What? No, you can't tell by our reaction that we didn't know this? <laughs> We talked to a real vampire? So wait, he's a vampire that can just hang out? I mean, he's also an albino. That doesn't change the... That's, one doesn't have anything to do with the that's other. That's just but, coincidence? Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. Wait, wait. He, wait. Are they both? Which one? Ryleth might be a vampire, too? Billy speaks up, and she's like, we don't know a lot about their organization, but Ryleth and I have had a run-in in the past. At the time, he was a regular human, but we're not sure if... Some kind of transformation is part of their organization. They they have abilities, and we don't know how they can do some of these things. It's clear in our dealings with Abelor throughout the years that he is at least part vampire. Well, did did Abelor just bite Ryleth? Because that's how. Isn't that how vampires work? It's it's possible. We, we, is that why he's so deferential? Is that why they're always transporting people in fucking boxes? boxes? Like coffins or caskets? Oh, God. That's how Nosferatu gets around. You put him in a little box, put him on a ship. The rats get all scared. Can he transform? Is that Nosferatu? I mean, Hercule is in a... Is Hercule is a daywalker? Yeah, is Hercule a vampire? They don't... They, no, they they're don't not know experts on <laughs> Hercule. Right, right, right. Wait. If we showed Ryleth his reflection, would he see himself or would he see nothing? Oh my god, yeah, because we have a mirror shard. Yeah, we have a mirror shard. Let's go talk to him real quick. (laughs) No, we don't need to. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta go. Never mind. (laughs) Let's go to the Tortle Island. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get on another boat. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to him later. 
I mean, honestly, we have the beer shard. We don't have to do it. We could go. To the volcano? Oh, to the next thing. Yeah. Well, there... But can you help us? We were really hoping <laughs> that you would help us with our awful, torturous curse. I miss my ring of secrecy. <laughs> I feel that. We can go get that, too. I can't believe that Abelor is a daywalker, but he didn't look shiny. I always heard that about vampires. Like, like they're shiny in the sunlight, and they're supposed to look really, like, sexy with, like, abs. <laughs> With all the knowledge that we have here in this university and these, you know, volumes that we have on creatures throughout this world and the others, vampires are really ones that we don't know much about. Clearly, just from the conversation that we just had, there's so much information out there and we don't know if it's verified. People who have dealt with vampires usually don't live to tell the tale. We know that they're secluded, that they're powerful. Do they have any weaknesses? Like, what's the downside of being a uh, daywalker? You know, the sun is still something that affects them. We, we do know that. Uh, it seems to somehow be related to their organization, this sacrifice of being able to fully be out during bright sunlight and going into a volcano temple that is devoted to the god of the sun. With lava, which is like our own little sun on Earth. That was something that Abelor immediately rejected as a possibility, which is part of the reason that he sought you guys out, or sent Ryleth to do so, I suppose. Well, Ryleth was on the Eternal Island, and that's super sunny. He seemed fine. I didn't see him smoking. It's possible that he hasn't transitioned or whatever into whatever final form they have. Uh, you know, it's, this, this organization, we're not, we, we call them the Shadow Hands. They have that symbol. Uh, do you know about that symbol? It's reserved for high-level members of the company that kind of work in the shadows to fulfill the whims of whoever runs that organization. They're a very, by any means, necessary people. They're not to be fucked with. And if they have vampire abilities... Guys, the teacher said fuck. They do. Teachers have fuck. Teacher said fuck. 25 cents, please. You're in college now. You need to grow up a little bit, young lady. (laughs) (laughs) Young lady. Um, (laughs) Marjorie. (laughs) She, like, does a little shoulder thing and blinks. (laughs) (laughs) They derive their power from all kinds of things. We suspected for... You know, when we dealt with them in the past, it was always in pursuit of magic objects. For us, we were hoping to take them back to the university and study them. They seem to collect them and use them for ill. They're always covered in magic objects of one sort or another, from various trinkets that do different effects to magical weapons that can do horrible things. Uh, And if there's also vampiric abilities on top of that, they're bad news. And we want to get them out of here as quickly as possible. And part of that, evidently, is lifting this curse so that they can just sell our shit. We're hoping, even though we've given you this mirror shard, that you'll help us. There's a bigger mirror somewhere in that volcano, presumably. God damn it. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Maybe the bigger mirror is, is, is enough to entice you to help us. There's also a dragon. Dragons have hordes. Maybe there's treasure. We'll treasure entice you yeah i mean yes, yes. oh yes. by the way jen i'm i am sorry well not really i i chose not to take any artifacts from the child island i know we talked about it you know 
you were going to give me money. Well, now, you know, maybe you can provide us with information as to how to get to that temple because all that stuff does belong in a museum. We'll, We'll deal with that after if you guys, you know, live. We'll live. We always do. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yeah, we'll do this. We'll do this for you guys. Okay. We're, we're good dudes and Thank ladies. You. Thank you so much. You, you will always have friends here on Oyakoto if you, if you do. We just require some food sometimes. Some good food. <laughs> if only. If only. It's slim pickings on Oyakoto right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a gurgle boiling sound and then a, a poof sound. And you look over, everybody snaps their head thinking that it was a poof that, that one of them died, but it was not. <laughs> the potion poof. is complete. It's a good poof. Nozo dishes it out into uh, five different uh, small uh, glasses. Hey, Nozo, you, you can dish it out, but, but can you take it? Hey, Nozo, you suck. Yes, we've established that I made some bad decisions in the past. Nonetheless, I brewed the potion for you guys. Please take it and... and Help us. I grab it and drink it. Should we wait? How long does this last? We don't know. Oh. God damn it, Fletch. Fletch, now oh, we gotta we go. Gotta get, we gotta go. We gotta go. That's, I was trying to get going. I thought we were supposed <laughs> to go. Just have incense just as like a backup thing if yours runs out. Just give but him still, the incense. Yeah, here, bud. I give him the stick of incense. Burn this later <laughs> when you need it. <laughs> It's outrageously spicy. It's like ghost pepper <laughs> spicy. It's like hopping around. I made a mistake. <laughs> Why don't I have my milk? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, the one time. He said take it, so I did. I thought it was literal. Can I take this? And I hold up the, the shard. Yes, please. We, 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 Not- we suspect it's going to be... In- instrumental to your success okay there's an entrance to the volcano there's a path uh, out back of the castle that leads up the mountain to a ornate ancient entrance let's book it i'm just holding uh, this thing no. over my head oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have to look forward to oh, i don't want to <laughs> you are shown to this path out the back of the castle and you head up the incline to the entrance of the volcano. As you uh, climb the mountain, the plant life that surrounds this path goes from being the like nice uh, like cherry blossom kind of stuff that is around the castle to more sparse brushes and things until eventually you get to a point where things are dead and uh, like burned. It looks like the aftermath of a wildfire. There are gaps in the path that look like uh, dry riverbeds or something kind of carved through these these gaps. Some are very easy to step over. They're just a few inches. Uh, some are big, wide chunks of path missing that require you to uh, help each other over or, or make uh, significant jumps. But with uh, each other's help, you're able to get uh, across all of these obstacles. It is getting uh, incredibly hot the further and further you go along this path, but you still manage to tolerate it. It's not yet to the point where you're feeling like hurt by the heat. Uh, but Fletch, you don't feel any of this. It, it is under control in there. It is every. You're not even sweating. You know that the, the spiciness, the, the the spiciness in your mouth has worn off. You're you're more comfortable now than you've been in months. <laughs> 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 like feeling, feeling you're good. not cursed, 
you know you're you know <laughs> nothing you're not injured in any way you're you are feeling really good pete needs a little couple laps of us too <laughs> just oh, a residual yeah. just from a your residual, yeah because <laughs> he needs to be protected oh, that's enough uh, it seems it appears to be he he's he's chilling too. Sorry, um, bud. <laughs> cats <laughs> love the heat. Yeah, he's <laughs> that <laughs> he's is true. Plodding along after licking your cup clean, and he's he appears <laughs> just as uh, content as you do. Yeah. Also feeding off of your energy, you guys share a, a psychic bond. Aww. After a significant climb, you guys are at this for you know probably a couple hours. It's a pretty good hike up to this entrance. Um, you reach a landing area that looks like it was man-made. The land was moved and changed purposefully to create this kind of space. And beyond this little clearing, carved into the side of the mountain, is a elaborate, large uh, stone doorway. It is closed currently. There are just two very large uh, rectangles of stone that meet in the middle that are set back a little bit from a carved archway. And what do you do? I go up and try to open the door. Touch the door. Your hand is burnt. Ow. Take three damage. Good role playing, James. <laughs> <laughs> touch the stove. Uh, well, Ow. I'm not feeling any heat, so I'll go touch the stone. Yeah. It feels cool to the touch to you, Fletch. You are unaffected by the heat within. You are unable to move it. However, um, you feel that there is some sort of like pattern in the stone that you're Ooh. unable to make heads or tails of, but it seems intentional, not natural. Is it an engraving of a language? Yeah. Does it make sense to me? And would Zabbis be able to visually identify it or would he have to feel it? Zabbis can understand this, but you would have to touch it. Team, I think... Chug, chug, It's time. All right, yeah. Drink the potion because we're about to get serious. Bottoms up, everybody. All right. I chug it. Bottoms up, bottoms up. As with Fletch, it's it's outrageously This sucks. Yeah, this... I did not grow up with spices. This is not part of my cuisine. (laughs) This is terrible. Yeah, this is probably... I mean, I don't know, Beth, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like Martrin might be able to tolerate this the best just because she's been around. My taste buds died like <laughs> 70 years ago. This is nothing. Like Homer covering his tongue in wax. I was just about to say that. Yeah, just... <laughs> is that the Johnny Cash episode? Like the deep recesses of my mind. I can oh, remember that. Oh, because the animation's that. fucking awesome. Yeah. When he goes out to the desert. Yeah. 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 That's the coyote. Like, it's the Johnny Cash one. Oh, that is Johnny Cash. Okay, I'm sorry. You are now able to withstand the heat. Everybody, the the weight that like comes off of you after you drink this, it's ridiculous. How it's like wa- it's like walking into a like a refrigerated area after being in like a hundred degree day. Like the difference uh, is so stark, um, nice, but pleasant, uh, and you adjust very quickly. You're you're very comfortable now. Oh, like hot I want day this. cold. I, I always want this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I know that the price is steep, but Yeah, just kill enough tabaxi and you can have this all the time. Say, <laughs> Let's not find a house up here though, because it's too hot. We already it's... have a house. I know that's what I'm saying. We don't need more real estate. <laughs> you said you wanted this all the time, that's how it would happen. Just the feeling. Ah. <laughs> Zabis, when you rub your hands over these these when you rub your hands over this door, 
uh, you feel that this is a, a language written to, to be felt. Uh, it is a, a tactile-based language, mm. but with your ability of Eyes of the Runekeeper, your goat, goat hoof vibrates, and the words appear in your brain as you're rubbing your hands over this. They say, sealed within the eternal battle of Ivacome and Madeiras, uh, woe to those who enter, beware the nine trials. Only the power of the sun can open this door for only the power of the sun can triumph over the within. Um, you got it. I, I think I know what to do. What's up, Zabus? Z-Man, our puzzle expert. Yeah. What do we got? Guy, just use that mirror. Oh, Easy. reflect the sunlight into the door. E- God, that was so fast. You're so smart, you Zabus. So smart. Thank you. I do it. Uh, <laughs> Marjoram produces the mirror shard in the frame. Uh, though it is dark out, it is, uh, as I uh, described in the last episode it is perpetually dark here on the the uh, parent island since you have returned you have no way of knowing what time of day it is is there a moon there is not it is a completely dark uh, clouded sky but the shard it the magically shard finds gets... a light yeah oh yeah the shard finds a light and you uh see that you have this reflection in this shape of this angular shape of the shard that you is moving around as you move the frame what do you do I, I shine it in flax eyes. <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not the door. Okay, I shine another door. <laughs> you shine it on the door and you move it around and you try to find a spot that does something and eventually you do find something that it reacts to. It kind of shudders and there's a sound of stone grinding against stone and the doorway starts to part, but it does not open entirely. It opens only a fraction of the distance that it's built to open. And as it does, it reaches a certain point, it vibrates, and then it starts to close again. Oh, no, 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 no. Even tracking the light to the spot that worked, was it doesn't work? You can only get it so far open. Is there a rock on the ground? Big rock? There are rocks around, sure. I'd stick a rock in the gap. I'd stick a rock in the gap. Uh, roll strength. First roll, baby. Not great, baby. <laughs> uh, four, baby. <laughs> you run over to a big rock uh, and you try to move it, but you're unable to lift it because you're a small gnome and it is a big rock. Damn it. Fletch. Mar- what? Help help an F brother okay. out. Can I go over to help out? Okay, roll athletics. Oh, athletics? Oh, that's... That would that would have given me a six, dude. That, oh, six isn't going to do it. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen will do it. Uh, Fix strong boy. <laughs> Fletch goes over and helps Flack get this uh, boulder. Roll it over to the opening in the doorway, and you jam it in to wedge this uh, doorway open and keep it open. It is trying to close, uh, and you can hear that there is stress on this boulder. Is the gap big enough for Flack or Margarine to get through? Absolutely. <gasps> Flag, you want to squeeze through there? Maybe there's a button to push on the other side or like a lever to open the door. <laughs> you could all probably wedge your way through there. Oh. Yeah, it's it's about 16 inches wide. Well, it feels like cheating. I know. I, I, I'm just suspicious. When have we ever had that hold us back? But <laughs> That's true. I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll squeeze through. Oh, Zab is all yeah, right. Whatever. If the door slams on us. And, and our tiny bodies are, are crushed. Let, it, it will be so. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. I want so. some of that lava. Yep. Let's That's go. <laughs> Zavis is through to the other side. You're into a uh, room 
that is completely dark. You can only see it with your dark vision, which clicks on. You're seeing everything in grayscale, and you see a large chamber. It's like a great hall. There's pillars. Um, On the opposite end, there is a a door that uh, is some kind of metal. You can't tell what it is in, in this light, but you can tell with your dark vision that there is a metallic door on the opposite end of this chamber. Above it, there's this seven segmented triangle above this metallic door, and above that, there appears to be some sort of crystalline object. The boulder that you use to wedge open the door starts to crack. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, God. Everybody get, get through, get through, get through. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I Yeah, go. it's cool in here. Just go. Zabasad's cool. I, I like I, motion. I trust him. Do I like go. the arm thing. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Everybody gets through. The last one of you through, Juno, you barely get through. Your whip still kind of dragging behind. You pull it, and it cracks in the opposite direction, and then the door slams shut, crushing the boulder within, and you are sealed within this chamber in the volcano. When you enter Margarine, as the mirror shard enters into this room, torches uh, light and oh. the and oh. on top of all of these pillars, uh, and you are all within this room where you now witness in full color uh, that this door on the opposite end is gold. It is a very ornate gold door. Uh, above it, there are seven uh, triangle or, or this triangle that is split into seven parts, and above it, this crystalline object. Oh, that's cool because it's like sunlight is those colors. I went to grade school. <laughs> <laughs> we have no light source in here. Oh, the torches. Yeah, what's the torches the, are lit. What's the uh, mirror shard look like? The mirror shard, it, it, nothing has changed in the mirror shard. Wherever you turn it, it is still reflecting. It still feels like it's reflecting sunlight. Yeah. I Can think... you reflect it up to the crystal above us? Sure. And I do that. When you do that, the crystal activates somehow. There's a, there's a chiming sound, um, and it starts to collect the light. Margarine, the frame of the mirror shard starts to vibrate intensely. It's like, oh. you're, it's like you're putting a big branch through a wood chipper. Like You feel it. Uh, all throughout your body. Oh. <laughs> um, make I, a strength saving throw. Oh, no. I'm imagining the light also just like flickering. Shaking. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> strength, you said? Yes. 17. Martrin's hanging on to it and keeping it steady, but it's shaking so violently that it is starting to move off of the prism, and and when it does, the light in the crystal is not as intense. It's not, like, filling the way that it was, so... I, I try to uh, grab Marjorie's shoulders and Thank stabilize you. her. You got it! <laughs> <laughs> Flack, roll a strength saving throw. God damn it. Okay, seven. Yeah. Uh, uh, Flack does uh, uh, grab on a Marjorie, but the, the vibration almost intensifies in a weird oh. way. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm not strong. <laughs> Juno like grabs like behind both of them. I imagine his arms are long enough. He can like like grabbing onto Flack and Margarine. I love how the the three tallest, biggest people here are just watching the two smallest people (laughs) hold this thing. I'm thinking. (laughs) I run up and help Juno and great. Both of you guys roll strength with advantage. The two of you. Twenty two. Yeah. What'd you get, uh, Mike? 19. 19 and 22. Perfect. You guys uh, managed to steady the smaller members of your party. You are all vibrating. It is so intense that all of you are shaking. <sighs> My bones. My teeth hurt. Together, you're able to focus the light on the crystal, 
prism, it eventually fills and there is a chiming noise and you watch as a beam of light originates on the mirror shard and then extends itself to the prism. Like the e- there is an end point that then catches up to it. Does that make sense? Like it, mm-hmm. it, it extends and then contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when it does and when that end point reaches the crystal above this triangle, uh, the light then dissipates and fills each segment of this triangle with a different color of the rainbow. And when it does, this gold door opens. Wow. Uh, that was easy. That was super easy. What the fuck? <laughs> Just had to hold on to you. That was that was piece of cake. Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 97 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&D Pod on Twitter and D&D&D Pod on Instagram. Or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. I want to say thank you to some of our patrons. Thank you, Dillum. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Frida. Thank you, Jack Jr. Thank you, Derek. And thank you, Feral Joe. Thank you, all of our patrons, for supporting us over at patreon.com slash dndndpod. For as little as a dollar a month, $12 a year, you can get early access to episodes. We've still got a few more sessions here in Season 3, but after that, we will be doing another D&D and D&D discussion episode i think i got all four in there you can email us your questions about this season or the show in general at dndndpod at gmail.com with the subject line dn dn dnd3 and we may uh answer that question on the air when we do our discussion after the end of the season those are always a lot of fun and we've already gotten a few really good questions so thank you to everyone who has sent them in and thank you if you do send one in I think that's it for me for now, so thanks everybody, do what's fun. I need a breather, and I, I hand the Mearshard off to Fletch. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will take that from you. I grab if it. If all we have to do each trial is is like Point give the e- mirror? Yeah, yeah, and maybe give each other a hug, and maybe we'll be okay. <laughs> oh, do you think this was one of the nine trials? Oh, for sure. I think the first well, one was Well, I don't know, dude. This could have been like the preliminary thing just to get us into the nine trials. Mm, you the know? foyer of the Are nine num- trials. Yes, the yeah. foyer of the trials. <laughs> Are there numbers anywhere? Like, do we see any numbers? <laughs> Good question. Uh, roll investigation. Twelve. Scratched into one of the pillars, you see a singular strike mark. Like a like a like a tally mark, just a, a vertical line that was etched into one of these pillars that is not part of any kind of intentional architecture. This this looks <laughs> like it was it was scratched in after the fact. Either this is the first trial or like uh, there was a prisoner in here for one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure this out. <laughs> it just scratches the wall. Oh, wow, someone just wrote an L on that pillar. Yeah, <laughs> lowercase L. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think this might be room one, but I can't be sure. We've been wrong about what's number one and and number three before. Exactly. (laughs) So I guess we'll have to go to the next room and see if we can find a a two or some mark. That'll confirm it. Yep. Okay. Cool. Let's go. You pass through the gold door into the next 
room. This room is less built up. It is more of a cavern. In fact, there are some small pools of lava. There are a couple points uh, at which on the fringes of this very large cavern, there's like lava dripping from the ceiling in some places forming stalactites and stalagmites. You, you know, feel a little bit warmer, actually. Um, even though you have the potion, it is n- you're no longer totally comfortable. You now feel some heat. In addition to the uh, lava pools and the lava dripping and things like that, at the opposite end of this cavern, which is about 30, 40 yards across, there is a lake, a water lake, and there are some lily pads in it, some water plants. This is unexpected. Are we, yeah. like, warm enough to, like, does that water look good? <sighs> Jump in? It doesn't look bad. Uh, is the water warm? I go and touch it. Oh, God. It's not hot. It's not boiling. It doesn't damage you in any way. It's uh, lukewarm, I'd say. Can we get across the room without going through the water? Or is it- Other than this lake and the various like lava flows, it's just a closed off cavern. There's nothing There's else. There's not a door? There's not another door? You cannot see a door right now. I wonder if the door to the next room is at the bottom of this lake. I would... Be inclined to believe that that is correct. I put my head in the lake and open my eyes. What do I see? <laughs> uh, roll perception with disadvantage. I, didn't, I did not expect this. Yeah. <laughs> why did? Why is that the first thing he thought of? I don't know. Oh, I got 15s on both of those. So perception, uh, that would be a big old plus three, 18. Yeah, you stick your head in the lake and you open your eyes and you see about 30-ish feet down in this shockingly clear pool there is a reflection of something shiny. Uh, It's distorted by the water, but it's a large rectangle that is giving off a kind of goldish reflection. Uh, You also see that these lily pads, these water plants, have very long roots. (laughs) (laughs) Is he talking to himself? I stick my head out and I uh, tell them that. So, like, nothing else happened to you down there? Like, you're fine? Water was fine? Eyes fine? I Not salty? Question, questioningly look at the DM. <laughs> You're fine. Oh, yeah, you are otherwise unaffected. You're wet. I feel great. Yeah. So maybe we point the mirror shard down at the reflecty thing. It can't be this fucking easy, but let's try it. Let's rule it out at least. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying oh, it's a backup. It. We could always like have a spoonful of the lava, and then this pool is here, so we could rinse our mouth out if the lava is actually bad for us. <laughs> no one's eating lava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I take the mirror shard and point it at the reflect or the thing at the bottom of the lake as best I can. The water distorts the reflection from the mirror shard and uh, nothing happens. Oh. Hey, Judo. Yeah. I don't know if I can destroy that much water. <laughs> <laughs> well, now's the time to do it because we're not getting out of here. Just like all your spell slots. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Uh, How big's the lake? It's not very wide. It is about 30 <laughs> feet deep. I like just like in, in fiction. Flack had put his head in the water and I was like, How big's the lake? <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to do with these lily pads, though? They got their long roots. They that seem was... fine. And I grab one. 
you just keep pulling and it's like a it's like a magician's handkerchief like you and pull it, it out stop. it just it's just roots and roots and roots for like th- i stick my head back in the water what do i see at the bottom of the roots of the lily pad she's pulling the ends the tips of the of the roots now yeah. that you're pulling it out you see um are more more tube like they're not the kind of like thin tendrils that you would think that do i see the terminus of the these roots yes okay can you can we stick Light through one of the tubes. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> Maybe like stick is like, can we reflect light down one of these stems? Yeah. I I cut a tubular. And you're, show, you're shining light that, on the- Is it hollow? It is hollow. Okay. Here you go, Fletch. But there's probably water inside the hollow too. Well, sure. Wait, I need to reflect the light into this through this? What am I doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm just spitballing. Fletch reflects the light to the uh, cut root that Marjorie holds up. Um, and when you do, it starts going nuts. It starts wiggling. Oh, Uh-oh, ew. Marjorie, you feel like if you were holding like a vacuum tube. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Marjorie's <laughs> vibrating again. No. <laughs> All right, I move it away. So I guess what? We pointed at the, the lily pads in the water? What's up with these pads? Are they alive? I wonder if they can support weight. I try to hop on one. You hop on one and it does not support your weight at present. You just kind of collapse into the water. You get a little bit um you get a little bit caught in the roots. Make a ah, uh, ah. make a dexterity saving throw. I don't know. Thirteen. You can tread water, but you're a little bit caught. Uh guys. Uh, somebody I'm help him. Caught. All right, I'll help him. Help, help, help. Juno sticks out a hand. Okay. Pull him up. You can make a, a, a athletics roll. Fourteen. Yeah, you do. You get him out. You pull him out. Uh, some of the roots come with you. You that they got caught on your shit. Does it look like they were trying to entangle him, or could, was it accidental? You see, on some of his armor, there are almost like uh, sucker marks. <gasps> I was Ew. getting sucked by a root. I knew Ugh. it. It's blood. It the wants our blood. Suck. These things are daywalkers. Oh. They're vampires. Okay, so you think they want our blood. Do we have any more of that blood? Wait, ma- ma- maybe no, it wants just the water. Blood. What? If, what if we? Uh, what? What if we help the plants out to get stronger? Then they can suck all the water out. How do we what? make them stronger? Uh, wait, Fletch, do you have plant growth? This the spell plant growth. I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, I think Ooh. we need to. I think we need to use the because I was gonna. I don't. I don't want to use we that. Need, hold on. I think we need to get rid of the lily pads so that we can swim down there with the mirror shard. Oh, oh, you don't think we could do that right now with the lily pads as is because they were just sucking. It on tried me? to suck on you. Yeah. So what if we use the 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 mirror shard to like make them go crazy? What would that? Yeah, add? dude, just just shine I do that. all of them. See what I happens. Take, well, just I focus on sweeping one. Sweeping shine. You want oh, sweeping shine? We'll do one sweep. Just sweep it. Sweep it. Fletch sweeps the lily pads with the reflection from the mirror shard. Um, and as the light makes contact with the above water portion of each of the lily pads, the the leaf and the flower part, they grow. Every time that the light is touching them, they grow. Oh um, no! And the water level goes down a little bit at every oh. time. Oh shit! I was wrong. <laughs> All right, so cool. And let's and I just I just keep shaking. <laughs> it's like spinning back and forth. <laughs> uh, and and as you do, every time the light touches one of these plants, it grows a little bit. It sucks up some water until there are <laughs> this group of very very large flowers that suck up all the water from this little lake. 
it reveals a steep but walkable ramp going down to this door. Each lily pad opens. They're big. They're all now bigger than you. So when they open, uh, everybody make dexterity saving throws to avoid being hit by a giant petal. <laughs> oh, shit. Just a 10 or no, 11. <laughs> 17. I got a critical, critical fail. <laughs> big old one. 23. 13. Fletch, take uh, four damage. One of these giant uh, <laughs> petals falls directly on you. Um, like it hits you in the back and smack uh. and like knocks you to the ground, lands on top of you. It's there's this loud, wet smacking noise. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh. It's it's like a wet mattress fell on you. Oh, what? I, <laughs> oh, no. I, God. I, I, do the, I do the best I can to protect the mirror shard as I, get, <laughs> yeah. as I fall to the ground. <laughs> Uh, you you protect the mirror shard. It's it's undamaged. Um, but you you take a a little bit of a of a of a hit as it's like falling on a football. It like knocks the wind out of you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, you've got this big thing on top of you. So and each thing opens up and reveals a key that you see that oh. there's a a circle of uh, keyholes in this door. Can somebody get this off of me? Can somebody hold me? Get this oh, off yeah. of me. Yeah, Flack runs over and tries to lift the lily pad <laughs> off of Fletch because, of course, Flack is going to do it even though he can't, has no strength. <laughs> you can try. Juno runs over and, like, hugs him again and, like, helps. <laughs> 14. Uh, 14 will do it. Or, or, yeah! or, yeah, Juno, roll your help. Nat 20. Yeah, yeah. Between a 14 <laughs> and a nat 20, you absolutely uh, lift this thing off. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, what the heck was that? got blindsided the inside of these uh, lily pads are all rainbow colored the keys are sitting there in the center of each one of these giant flowers they're normal sized and you are able to collect them turn them in the locks the door opens and you are free to enter the next that was intro part two now we're going to the nine trial (laughs) (laughs) oh wait oh wait before we uh perception check to see if there are any uh, engravings of two L's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, seven. Uh, seven, you can't find one. Anyone else want to look around? Nope. And I jumped through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Bartron, when you jump through the door, uh, there's a large <laughs> gust of wind <gasps> in your face. You have to catch yourself to avoid stepping off of a very abrupt cliff. Yeah. You're oh, now standing that. on the edge of a chasm that you cannot see the bottom of. Whoa, guys, don't jump through the hole. Above you, you feel a very intense heat, and when you look up about a a pretty significant distance above you, maybe 30, 40 feet or so, there is a lava flow exposed. Uh. It it, it doesn't make any sense. It It should be raining lava on you, but there's something that is preventing this lava from falling, from adhering to gravity and falling, but it is open lava. It is flowing, hot, open lava above you. And below you is this massive chasm. There is another platform at the opposite end of this chasm and a golden door. There's also a pedestal with a, an orb on it, like a glowing golden orb. And to your right, there is uh, a rack of sticks about uh, six feet, seven feet long. They look almost like hockey sticks. Zabbos, I've got some good news. It's so far, though. It's I can't reach that. I don't think. How far away is that? You can levitate. No, I'm not. Okay, guys. <laughs> I'll eat lava when I find a good chance to eat lava. It's got to be 
you know, nice little treat. I don't want it. It's not, I don't need to make it difficult for myself. <laughs> yeah, you you want it as dessert once we once we defeat the dragon, maybe. Um, yeah, I would recommend eating the lava after we do the quest. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we carefully climb down. We'll hit the gift shop on the way back. <laughs> yeah. When I walk through the door, I see the chasm and the cliff, and I kind of step a little bit backwards back through the <laughs> oh. door. Guys, I don't like <laughs> this. Is giving me flashbacks. That I'm not comfortable with. So <laughs> I'm going to let you guys handle this one for right now. I'll just, many, I stand there with them. How many sticks are there? Do we have to build a, there are a six. shitty bridge? There are six sticks. Do, do they even seem long enough to like, even if we laid them end to end, would they reach? They're like one by twos. They're not, they're not wide enough to walk on. But they're sitting there on that rack. There's six of them. Mm, I wonder, uh, Zabas, could I borrow the, the bag? I just want to reach in and grab some acorns. Uh, sure. There's... Infinite acorns. <laughs> Juno like grabs a big handful and like tosses them out so that they would sort of like arc and it would cover a good distance forward across the gap. They wants to see what happens. Fall. Ah. There's a moment they disappear from your vision. There's a there's a moment and then there is a updraft of air and they're lifted back up. So much so in fact that they're thrust up into the lava above you, uh, oh, and there's shit. these little flashes no. of fire. It was like a duck game level. Yeah. <laughs> As, uh, oh. Okay, I, I just want to try something. Who has the mirror? I do. Would you like it? Uh, what happens if I reflect light across this cavern, or this pit? Here you go. To the other side. Fletch gives the mirror shard to Zabbis, who reflects light over there. Are you trying to hit anything specific, or are you just trying to go? No, I'm trying to, like, to just to see make a beam like a make a beam of light across to the other side uh nothing happened what do you mean like there's no light or anything well there's a light there's a reflection like normal okay but it doesn't do anything i grab some more of those acorns and toss them the same kind of thing happens except now you're able to kind of get a better sense of how these updrafts are are working there's gaps there's some of the acorns you threw did not shoot back up uh-huh yeah. Great. So going up and down is bad. What do you mean by they didn't shoot back up? Like, like they just never came back up or are they stuck? No, they they just never came back up. They fell down. They still fell. To suck oh. to nothingness. But there's not like a middle ground thing. It's either all the way down to nothingness or all the way up to lava. That's how it appears right now. What if you mm. aim the light at the orb? What orb? Yeah, I do that. Is there an orb? Nothing. Pedestal, yeah. Uh, nothing no. happens except you're able to get a you're able to get kind of a better look at this orb. It looks like the top part of it is something that can be depressed. Mm. We gotta oh. we gotta make a stick a stick finger. <laughs> yeah. a poking oh, device to, to just like yeah. They are like hockey sticks, so they could go out and then down. Juno's gonna investigate the sticks to see if there's anything. I was going to say uh, interesting I, about them. Let's grab one of the sticks and run it along the edge of the cavern to see if there's maybe like an invisible walkway that we're missing with the stick. Yeah. I I would like to do that. Or like rope. We could throw some rope out there like with a lasso. That's what the acorns were it. doing though. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, dirty 20. To just investigate? Yeah. Investigate the sticks. There are uh, slits at the top and on the bottom of each side of 
the sticks, there are slits on each side. On the top, they're much longer on, than on the bottom. Fletch, when you pick one up, red, thin red uh, wings sprout out from these slits. Oh, And it ew. becomes a glider. <laughs> oh, like, okay, cool. So then we just, guys, look, we just run and jump and then... Juno, after Fletch picks this up and you see these wings appear, uh, you are able to discern that they are made of wax. <laughs> so they'll <laughs> melt like, oh, no. uh, what's his name? Icarus? Was that him? Did Icarus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a regular... Or Stickerus. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a Stickerus situation. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Okay, so we just need to figure out where the updraft is coming from. And not fall, and, and and not fall. The chance well, of death seems so likely this time. Well, if they're <laughs> yeah. if they're gliders, can't we just arc one over so that it hits the button on top? Oh, like a paper airplane? <laughs> yeah. Wait, or do you think they are? Um, how big are how big are these sticks? Also, are they animals? Six, are they like long. stick bugs or are they no? Like they're a, they're a device. They're a device. They're a glider. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And well, how I mean, many it, are there? Six of them. There, there's one to to spare. If, if we didn't all need one, like, or sorry, if we did all need one, there's a couple we can try. Oh, you know who might be able to ride this over and hit it is an unseen servant. <laughs> I cast it. No, I don't, you don't even need someone to ride it, I feel like. You but could the just unseen talk. servant can guide it. You know? Can an unseen servant fly? He can. It sounds like a simple task. I mean, we, yeah, we could try. Because instead of just like trying to aim it, it'll be like, hey, Unseen Servant, try to glide this over there. It's, te- be it's some technically not it. complicated. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to fuck with Gressel's game and cast Unseen Servant. <laughs> oh, you also have Unseen Servant? I do, I do. I'll use my uh, spell slot. That's okay. All right, buddy. I have casted him. This invisible, mindless, shapeless force that performs simple tasks at my commands. Hey, take this glider over there, Unseen Servant, and hit this button. <laughs> Gretzel's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> the Unseen Servant takes the glider from your hand, and you see this glider invisibly float in the air, and it jumps into the chasm, and where it catches an updraft, uh, roll a d12. James. Ooh, a D- D12. Wasn't that a Mighty Ducks yes. Oh. <laughs> the 12th Mighty it's Ducks movie. I don't even know the name of my band. 5. The glider uh rapidly rises 5 yards towards the lava as it continues to f- to glide, roll another D12. 3. Uh it continues in its path and rises another 3 yards. Where did the acorns fall? Tell them to aim in that direction. Hey, aim for where, um... He was not alive. Throw out more acorns. Go. I grab some and throw some at, at, at him. Yeah, so there, <laughs> there, there seems to be a... As far as you could throw the acorns <laughs> on the path, if, if the Unseen Servant were to continue in a straight line, all of those acorns went up. Unseen Servant, adjust course. Pivot! Roll a d20. <laughs> Throwing those acorns like that gif of that lady in Russia feeding all those cats. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? 17. I think I've seen it. The, the unseen servant plummets. What? It's fucking cruising in a good way, man. Yeah. Uh, roll again. 
<laughs> okay. You roll a 12? Oh. Yeah. Uh -oh. uh, <laughs> the glider falls and then turns. There's no air for it to catch where it currently is, and it just tips down and starts to spiral downward in a nosedive. Oh, yeah, I cast Levitate <laughs> on that. The that hoe. <laughs> on the on the glider? Because you yes. can't you couldn't be able to cast it on the unseen servant. Okay, uh The Unseen Servant is expendable. <laughs> I'm casting uh yeah, Levitate on the glider. Okay, the um uh roll your wild magic. It's a twenty percent chance. That's a second level? Yeah. This is a lot of spell slots do, for do, 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 do. That's like the sound of inside Zavis's brain. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're good. Okay. 61. 61 is fine. You avoid the wild magic. So you cast Levitate, and the glider is now uh, floating. What was your plan after that? Guys, I think we're going about this all wrong. We do have a way to get across this very easily. And I look <laughs> to Marjorie and I say, remember when oh you turned into a bird? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. Why don't we just have Marjorie fly over there? Oh, Oh. <laughs> Dude, okay, but I hope she doesn't literally get Icarus. Gressel, two well, hands she can just pull in her wings, you know? I think she would have plenty of control. <laughs> I turned into a bird. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gressel. I just thought that... I don't oh, want no. That's die. perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> no, that's absolutely great because, like, you got to see the puzzle that I devised. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it right take, off the bat. We got to experience it. It's not for naught, you know. <laughs> you just managed to, yeah, completely avoid what I thought might kill one of you. So, yeah, didn't want that. So. Marjorie flies across, is able to <laughs> weave her way around the, the updrafts, and uh, you get to the other side. I'm going to depress. I'm going to depress the orb. Yeah, well, when you do, uh, it descends into the pedestal, and then a golden walkway ejects from that side of the chasm to the other side, slams into it um, with considerable force, Whoa. shakes you guys a little bit. Now you have this walkway bridge across the chasm to the other door. There is a loud click that you hear, Marjorie, from the door, presumably indicating it is unlocked. Russell says with defeat. <laughs> As we're crossing, Gina's just going to look around and see if there are any markings, and I rolled an 18. Carved into one of rack that the glider was on, there, is a, there are three vertical lines. Yeah! Nice. Uh, before I walk across, I grab the remaining four gliders. Okay. Okay. Ooh. All right, yeah. Because who knows what, if they could come in handy, you know? Sure. So I put them in my... Great. My back. You and I guess, Zavis, you yeah. can uh, stop levitating our unseen servant there. <laughs> Farewell, unseen okay, servant. Bye. I just plummets <laughs> into nothingness. <laughs> Thumbs up, just falls. Yeah. We can't see it, though. Yeah, an invisible like, terminator. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a little poof. <laughs> okay, you're into the next room. The next room uh, is a completely gilded room. I've got 10 minutes to be a bird, by the way, so I'm hanging out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poop on me. <laughs> yeah. This next room, as soon as you, as soon as all of you walk through it, the door behind you closes and seals shut. This room is completely gilded. It is a uh, box, essentially a gold box, essentially of tiles, and each tile has a circle in the center of it, 
Um, and as soon as the door behind you um, closes, there is a uh, incredibly loud noise as pittons shoot from e- these holes uh, all across this room, shooting ropes, creating a <laughs> impassable web of of ropes <laughs> in the center of this room there is a uh like jumbotron almost that descends and has uh four rectangular images with symbols zabbis you can see that these are numbers they start counting down whoa so it's wait pr- what <laughs> oh, wait <laughs> sorry there's a lot happening in this room I might need a recap of what this room is. It is a big square. Yes. Or cube, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, Did you put us in cube, dude? Because that's what I was thinking. Is, is it cube or cube 2 hypercube? It's cube 2 hypercube. I know you fucking love cube 2 hypercube. <laughs> yeah, we know you fucking love cube 2 hypercube. There, There is a... Uh, each tile in this room, yes, kind of like cube 2 hypercube. Oh my god. Had a, a dot in the center of it. Ropes shot from one dot to another dot, creating an elaborate web of uh, ropes that there's no kind of clear path through. There is this countdown clock. You don't know what touching the ropes would do. Uh, you can roll things to find out more information. Uh, Juno's going to strum one of the ropes like it were like a string on a guitar to see what happens. Ooh. Good idea. Uh, you take nine fire damage. Cool. Oh. That licks too hot. Okay, so so the the ropes do not they they, they get by the potion. That, yeah. Oh boy. Burn that incense if it's fire damage, dude. Oh, Fletch. Fletch. Oh, I light it. <laughs> Thanks. Um. Okay. You now all have resistance to fire damage, which means that fire damage will be halved, rounded up. Oh. What's the countdown say? It is at zero three zero zero. Like three minutes. Or three hours. Or three hours. I don't want to be at this room for three hours. <laughs> Is it to 2.59 yet? It did click start to 2.59 when Juno touched the wire. Oh, oh, fuck. The live wire. You look closer at the wires and you realize that they are all black except for uh, three. There is a red, a blue, and a yellow. Is this a bob? Are we in a bob? <laughs> D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D. Okay, well, they're not murder horses, so that's good. Thank God. No, don't thank the God. Don't, don't say that. Oh.